tap in. You're listening to Pulse Radio with Randall and Shelby, the heart of the culture. You're listening to Pulse Radio. What's going on, everybody? This is Randall Barnes, the host of Pulse Radio, in the building for a special edition, a really special edition of the NBA update on today. Uh, Normally, we would do it. I'm simulcasting on the ColorCast app. I'm recording this as a regular podcast because our tab isn't up. You know, I want to do real radio. The tab is not up. Like normally it'll say Pulse Sports, the NBA update. And it did on Tuesday, but it's not up right now. But it's all good because it's too much to talk about to take a break. All right. And all love the ColorCast. We love ColorCast. Um, we will be doing the Hawks versus the Mavericks game on tonight. I have my brother coming in. He's a devote. Atlanta Hawks fan and Atlanta anything fan Trey Young versus Luca we're going to talk about it today as well so make sure you stay locked in with us but we have a little bit of some breaking news that came out a couple of hours ago all right so Ben Simmons he's been the topic of everything for the past couple of days really the past few months but now we have another development in what's going on in his situation so Ben Simmons left 76ers practice he's unlikely to play Versus the Nets on Friday. And as reported by Adrian Wojnarowski, Ben Simmons arrived and departed the 76ers practice facility without participating in his scheduled workout. Ben Simmons has yet to fully engage in team practices since he returned to Philadelphia on October the 11th. Simmons was suspended for conduct detrimental to the team after refusing to do a defensive drill during a Monday afternoon practice. But the 76ers still beat the Pelicans 117-97 without Simmons available, and they look to notch their first home win against the Brooklyn Nets on Friday, 7.30. Going to be streaming on ESPN, all right? So I don't know what's going on with this Ben Simmons situation. I don't know what, you know, the remedy to it is going to be. Honestly, really don't. Um, I am a 76ers fan by proxy because I'm a fan of Allen Iverson, but I just think this is so unprofessional. I think that Ben just has to play. I, I just don't understand like why Ben just won't play because now he's not even getting paid. They're putting his money in escrow and then they're suspending him. So because they're suspending him, he is now being withheld of his money. So I don't understand this strategy. I'm not going to trash Rich Paul because you can only do what people allow you to do. You know what I'm saying? You can only do what, what people let you do. But, you know, my whole entire vibe is that hopefully – the 76ers work this out because I'm looking at Ben Simmons like he's crazy. But Ben Simmons has to sit down and talk about what's going on with the reporter, maybe Malika Andrews. It doesn't have to be like Stephen A or somebody, but sit down with like a Malika Andrews, a Lisa, a Lisa Salters, and tell us what's going on, man, because this isn't good. Now, let's talk about the scores around the league. So, of course, opening night started Tuesday, October the 19th. The Bucks defeated the Nets on ring night, 127 to 104. And the Warriors came back from 10 points down to defeat the Lakers 121 to 114. 
on Wednesday. We had a whole smorgasbord of games, 11 games on the docket, and some pretty good games, if I might add. So the Hornets defeat the Pacers 123 to 122. The Bulls defeat the Pistons 94 to 88. The Wizards defeat the Raptors 98 to 83. The Grizzlies defeat the Cavaliers 132 to 131. The Timberwolves defeat the Rockets 124 to 106. The 76ers defeat the Pelicans 117 to 97. The Spurs defeat the Magic 123 to 97. The Jazz defeat the Thunder 107 to 86. The Nuggets defeat the Suns 110 98. The Kings defeat the Blazers 124 to 101. And the Knicks defeat the Celtics 138 to 134. Before I get into our topic, our first topic, let me say this about NBA League Pass. I ordered an annual subscription to NBA League Pass. Tell me why on the first night that I was going to use NBA League Pass that I could not watch NAM game. Not any game, NAM game. Y'all got to get it together, NBA. Because it's a lot of folks that are excited about this season. It's some great storylines. I believe that this will be one of the best seasons in recent memory. And we already have the issue with the blackout games. Like me being a Georgia native, living in Macon, Georgia, I'm not going to be able to see the Hawks play in regional games, even if it's shown on NBA TV. I'm not going to be able to see the Hawks play. Now, because of the fact that it's going to be a national game with the Hawks and the Mavericks, I will be able to see the Hawks and the Mavericks on TNT. But on a regular night, if they play the Magic or if they play the Rockets, like something that's not going to be a nationally televised game, I won't be able to see it. So you already have that issue. But now it's open. Now it's the first night that League Pass is going to get going. Folks are paying $200 for League Pass Premium. They're getting the, the games ready. They have their teams they're watching. Some folks are buying the League Pass for a specific team, and now it's not working? Come on, man. We got we to get that together. But I would say this, though. The ESPN matchup between the Celtics and the Knicks was the game of the year. So I'm not going to be too mad at League Pass because I think the Celtics and the Knicks understood the assignment. Because first and foremost, this is going to be a great NBA season and the Celtics and the Knicks showed that. Because there's so many great teams that are built from top to bottom and that are stacked and they're going to come after it because now we're sort of on some regularly, regularly scheduled programming. A little bit, all right? So get this. So the Celtics, like I said, they beat the Knicks 138 to 134 in two overtimes. And I'm going to tell you why this game was lit. First and foremost, the Madison Square Garden was going crazy. One time, man, one time for those New York fans. Like you had Spike Lee in the building. You had Pete Davidson, John Stewart. You had Tracy Morgan. Like it was lit in there. It was filled to capacity. They were screaming. They were yelling. They were cheering their team on. It felt like a playoff series. And I just, I'm really happy that the fans are back. And I need for Madison Square Garden every game to be like that because the Knicks have a really good team. We'll talk about that in one second. But Jalen Brown just came back from COVID protocol and it was reported that it was hard for him to breathe, but he scored 46 points, notched nine rebounds, got nine assists, three steals on 56% shooting and shot eight for 14 from three. Some teams can't even get that in half. He got that for the game and he was shooting efficiently. Like, oh my God, he almost got 50. I thought he was going to break 50 and make that all-time list with Michael Jordan and Kyrie. I thought he was going to break 50. But he got 46. He started to get winded towards the end of the game. I think it was complications from COVID. They had an inhaler on the sidelines, just like they did for Jason Tatum. But shout-out to Jalen Brown, because I know he's dealing with that ailment that came from his COVID diagnosis of him not being able to fully breathe. But he balled out in his first game. And mind you, 
He didn't get a chance to really participate in the latter part of the preseason because him and Al Horford were out with COVID protocol. Al Horford did not get a chance to play. And I'm glad that Jalen Brown played. He played well because he had no help from Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum, don't let the stat line fool you. He had 20 points and 11 rebounds, but he was very inefficient in scoring. He shot seven of 30. And then he made a really questionable decision in that second overtime. He decided to take a shot to try to tie the game, but Jalen Brown was wide open. He could have passed the ball to Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown was stroking it ever since like the game started. And Jalen Brown didn't get a chance to take that last shot. Very questionable. But Evan Fournier balled out, though. Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker were on the Celtics last year. I don't know what got in every Fournier. I don't know if he decided, hey, I got something to prove to these Celtics. He normally is a typically high teen scorer. He last year he averaged 17.1 points per game in 29 minutes of play. But tonight, or last night, he got 32 points and he was six for 13 from three. And he was killing it. But everybody was like when the when that overtime started, the first overtime. There were like five or six three-pointers made on both sides. Like, who turned the sliders up? If you're an NBA 2K fan, you know exactly what I'm talking about when them sliders turn up and you want to get back in that game, you want to make sure it's even. I'm trying to figure out who turned the sliders up because they were making some unreal shots. They're making shots that you can't even make in 2K with that new shot stick, man. It was a great game. I was up out of my seat. I was engaged. I was watching. I love close games. I do not like blowouts. So the Knicks and the Celtics, they did it for me. But the it was a crazy end of that regular game, right? Because, of course, you go to overtime, right? You have two overtimes. But the final sequence of regulation was crazy. So, mind you, the Celtics were down 106 to 112 as we encroached upon a minute left in the game. So they rallied down six points to tie the game and they tied the game on a, on a bad switch. Like they were able to get a couple steals. Kimball Walker should have covered the three point line, but for some reason, Kimba decided to like go down and, and, you know, like sort of like converge down to the paint. Nobody was there. He left Marcus smart open for a clearly wide open three pointer. Marcus smart isn't a depth three point shooter. And he made the shot. Like, I don't really know, man. I, I don't, I don't know. Um, you know, what's really going on, man. <laughs> and man, Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson were on his head. Like, Kim, but what team you play for, brother? Like, that was crazy because if he had just closed out on Marcus Smart, I think Marcus Smart misses that three-pointer and it doesn't go to overtime. So Kimba got to get right. I don't know what Kimba had going on. Kimba's not historically been a great defender in his career, but all he had to do was close out and then sort of scare Marcus Smart, make him shoot it a, a little bit quicker, and it clanks off. They win in regulation. But because of that, they go to two overtimes. But thanks to Evan Fournier and Julius Randle, they were able to save themselves. Julius Randle had 35 points. And he was, like, carrying the ball at the court a lot. They're playing Julius Randle like Zion Williamson. That's why I don't understand when people say, oh, Zion Williamson, he might go to New York. So you're telling me that how Julius Randle has been balling out. You're telling me that you're going to get rid of Julius Randle for a player that plays just like him except Julius Randle is a better shooter. Julius Randle actually can sort of run the offense. He And his whole game is not predicated on brute force. He can actually finesse a little bit, but he can also play bully ball. And he's a good leader. You're telling me you want to give up Julius Randle for Zion like that? Nah, man. 
Like, cause, and I don't see how Zion and Julius Randle sort of playing that same power forward position, point forward. I don't know how they'll be able to coexist on the same team. All right. But I think that the Knicks are going to be really good this year. They're going to be a shockingly good team. And I think they're going to rise off of the dysfunction from Brooklyn. And we're going to see what happens with the 76ers because they looked great last night. The Knicks have a really deep team and they're deep at point guard with Kimba Walker starting. Then you have Derrick Rose coming off the bench after he started on last year. And then Derrick Rose is cool coming off the bench. So I think that's dope. Like Kimba was playing pretty well. I think he is glad to be playing in front of his home crowd, his hometown. And then Derrick Rose came in, got you a good nine points. And you know Derrick Rose is due for more. And then Derrick Rose is a great floor leader. And then also Derrick Rose is sort of the injury insurance policy for Kimba Walker. And I know that's sort of like an oxymoron with Derrick Rose because Derrick Rose often gets injured. But his bill of health has been pretty good recently, right? And Kimba Walker. He gets injured a lot. Notice that Kimball Walker didn't play that second overtime. They put Derrick Rose in. And Derrick Rose was able to make some good decisions. He made a nice little teardrop floater that put the game away. Tell you, man, they're going to be dangerous in that black that backcourt, plus their bench. OB Toppin. You got Derrick Rose. You got Burks. You got Quickly. Like, the five, the four or five players off the bench that they have is going to be deadly. And then Evan Fournier can knock down these catch-and-shoot three-pointers and play a little sinners how good he did last night. I think the Knicks are going to be scary. So y'all got to watch out for them. I think they make it to the second round this year, and it's going to be interesting. I wonder if they do a rematch against the Hawks. Because I think that the Hawks and the Knicks are going to be the 4-5 or five seed again. Maybe the Hawks get the 4 seed this time, and it's at home in Atlanta. But it's going to be interesting to see what goes on with these Knicks. I think they're going to be for sure a great league pass team. All right? But the Celtics shouldn't be discouraged. They would have won the game if Jason Tatum who is a typical 26 points per game scorer, would have just played up to his potential. He had 20 points. If he scores 26 and is more efficient, they win that game. Because mind you, they lost 138 to 134. They would have had a two. Like if, if Jason Tatum just scored 26 points, they would have won by two. Jason Tatum, I don't know what's up with Jason Tatum. Like, I don't know if he's rusty. I don't know if he needs to get the, like the ball rolling as far as with him getting in midseason form. But the Celtics have an uphill battle, but I don't think that they're going to suffer too much because I think this was an outlier game from Jason Tatum. And I believe that the Knicks defense had a lot to do with why Jason Tatum played so terribly. And then sending Kimball Walker to New York, it allows you to put the ball in the hands of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown more. And then Jalen Brown is now backing better. He's ready to go. He sat out for the majority of the second half of the season and then that playoff series against uh, uh, against Brooklyn. And then on top of that, he didn't play in the play-in game. So I think Jalen has seen enough and he has something to prove. So I think that Jalen is going to really emerge as an all-star this year. And just imagine Jason Tatum playing up to his potential and then Jalen Brown playing up to his potential. Like, that's going to be dangerous in the East. But I don't like Boston's team construction, but... I believe that they're going to be able to surge past the 76ers and the Nets. If the 76ers start to falter without Ben Simmons, especially on the, especially on the defensive end, and if Kyrie doesn't get vaccinated and the Nets don't make a move. So I think that the Celtics are not going to be that seven seed. I think that they might get a good six seed. They might narrowly avoid the play-in. I think they might go up a bit. Maybe they get the five seed. Maybe they swap out with the Hawks. Who knows? Or maybe they swap out with the Nets or the 76ers. 
But I think that if you have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown on the same page, put the ball in their hands more, let them run some ISO plays, I think they'll be just fine. All right? But let's talk about the NBA Top 75 list. So the NBA has released their 75th anniversary celebration list honoring the best players in league history. The players announced span generations, and they're not listed in any particular order. So the NBA is not saying, oh, Jordan's the GOAT. They're not saying that because Jordan went announced first. Like They announced a whole bunch of older players first, so they're not trying to rank anybody. So the players that have been announced, so so far as I'm recording this podcast, they've only announced 50 players. And I'm going to run through the players really quickly. And I need some background music to help me out because it's going to be a lot. So let's get it. Let's get the pacing going. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let's, let's get going. All right. Number one is Hal Greer. Number two is Dirk Nowitzki, Bob Pettit, Oscar Robinson, Bill Russell, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Kevin Durant, Elvin Hayes, Jerry Lucas, Willis Reed, Nate Archibald, Bob Cousy, Dave Collins, James Harden, Akeem Olajuwon, Kevin McHale, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, George Mikan, John Stockton, Steve Nash, Charles Barkley, Julius Irving, George Gervin, Moses Malone, David Robertson, Magic Johnson, James Worthy, Wilt Chamberlain, Jerry West, Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, Scotty Pippen, Isaiah Thomas, Clyde Drexler, Carl Malone, Patrick Ewan, Chris Paul, Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson! That's my favorite player, y'all. Allen Iverson, top NBA 75 players. But he also had Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, John Havlicek, Sam Jones, Robert Parrish, Bill Sharman, Bill Walton, Walt Frazier, Paul Azarin, Rick Barry, Nate Thurman, and Wes Unsel with those full-court passes. Shout out to all of them. All right, let's turn on my music. Let's turn on my music. All right, let's turn on my music. All right, let's talk about it. <laughs> I had to get liquid. That was a lot of names. All right, I had to pace myself like I'm rapping. All right, so a lot of names. All right, so first and foremost, they're going to be revealing the last 25 players. So they did put Michael Jordan up, but we're going to see, of course, LeBron James, Steph Curry, Shaquille O'Neal, and the late, great Kobe Bryant. That's going to come up probably on TNT tonight, of course. But now it begs the question, who's going to be left off the list? Well, Russell Westbrook, well, Dwayne Wade, Carmelo Anthony, Ray Allen, Klay Thompson, or Kyrie Irving. Will they make the list? I personally think Dwayne Wade should. I think Carmelo Anthony should. I think Klay Thompson should. I think Russell Westbrook should. If Ray Allen doesn't make the list, I'm not upset, but people underrate how great of a player he was in Milwaukee. He was consequential on that Boston championship team and, of course, on the Heat championship team. He was very consequential. I think Reggie Miller should for sure make the list. And here's the thing. I believe Reggie Miller should have made the list when they did the top 50. It was a couple of players that did not deserve to be on that list, and no, I'm not going to say Shaq shouldn't have made it. Bill Walton shouldn't have made it. Bill Walton was all right. Bill Walton had a couple of good seasons. Then he, he won a championship with the Blazers. That's why I think you should put Dwayne Wade on there because Dwayne Wade had a, sustained, uh, had a sustained level of excellence. So I definitely think that you should put Dwayne Wade on that list if you're going to put Bill Walton. And Bill Walton made the list again. But Dominique Wilkins was a better player than Dwayne Wade. Dominique Wilkins had way more flash, way more highlights. Dominique Wilkins was able to come back from an Achilles injury and still play pretty well. One of the only few players that's done that. He sort of returned back to his form with the Spurs. So I don't understand why Dominique Wilkins was not featured on the NBA Top 50. He should for sure make, make the 25 tonight, even if they take somebody off. If they take somebody off, listen, I know... I get it. I know how the old school folks are feeling, 
but the NBA has changed, and sometimes you got to move folks up the ranks because there's been a lot of amazing players that have come up, all right? So I definitely want to see Reggie Miller. I won't be mad if they don't put Reggie Miller, but I would be mad if they don't put Dominique Wilkins on this list and make right and make do by Dominique Wilkins because they didn't put him in the top 50. But I have a bone to pick with Allen Iverson haters, right? I have a bone to pick with Allen Iverson haters. Allen Iverson is my favorite player of all time. Allen Iverson, six foot. He changed the culture of the game. He had little kids trying to get cornrows, all right? I saw a tweet during the Lakers game talking about LeBron James because LeBron was in his bag against the Warriors, although they lost. So this was on Skip Bayless's thread when he, where Skip Bayless said, if LeBron could shoot like this consistently, he'd be Kevin Durant. So Dux Jones, and his at name is Dux Jones on Twitter, he said if KD didn't join the Warriors, he'd be Allen Iverson. And a lot of folks were agreeing and didn't rebuff him. I didn't do it on Twitter because I wanted to wait for my podcast, but y'all are going to put some respect on Allen Iverson's name. Do not compare Allen Iverson to Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, I believe, will rank higher than Allen Iverson all time. But Allen Iverson was a warrior, man. Allen Iverson fought for everything he had. Kevin Durant was gifted a lot of great players. And let's look at the stats. Allen Iverson led a team with no suitable second star to the NBA Finals versus Shaq and Kobe. And then he got a game off of them. The Lakers were supposed to go 16-0 and that year. They were beating everybody in the West. Then the 76ers, who were not as good as the Lakers, Allen Iverson scores 48 points, sets a finals record with that 48 points, and he takes a game off of them. The 76ers won that game, 107-101. And get this, right? In that playoffs, Allen Iverson averaged 32.9 points per game. The only other two players that averaged double figures for that playoffs was Dikembe Mutombo, 13.9 points per game. He is not traditionally an offensive scorer. And Aaron McKee, 14.6. They're the only two other players that scored in double figures during that playoff run. And then on top of that, Allen Iverson scores 48 points in that game one against an all-time great team. The rest of the team scored 59. So Allen Iverson almost outscored his own team. And don't think, oh, oh, Kobe and Shaq. Kobe had 15 points, but Shaq had 44 points and 20 rebounds. So let's talk about Kevin Durant's first final appearance, right? Kevin Durant always had help. When Kevin Durant went to the finals against the Heat, he had Russell Westbrook. All I got to say is this. Russell Westbrook averaged 27 points per game to Kevin Durant's 30. Plus, he had James Harden that averaged 12 points per game off the bench. That is not an equivalent. It's not an equivalent. Do not put, do not diss Allen Iverson as you try to diss Kevin Durant. Just diss Kevin Durant. Allen Iverson was a great scorer. He had his moments. He had his issues. But y'all got to put some respect on Allen Iverson. Before LeBron dro- like drug those bus drivers, <laughs> those substitute teachers to the NBA Finals in 07 against the Spurs, Allen Iverson did it in 01. And LeBron's my guy too, probably my second favorite player. But can I say this though? LeBron didn't beat the Spurs that year. LeBron didn't beat him. He got swept. Allen Iverson beat an all-time great team. If the Suns had Amari Stoudemire, because, you know, Robert Ory, hip check, Steve Nash. If the Suns had Amari Stoudemire and those players that got suspended after that hip toss, I think the Suns would have beat the Spurs. They would have beaten the Jazz, and they would have made it to the finals, and they would have beaten the Cavaliers, I would say probably in five or six games because the Suns were not the defensive team that the Spurs were. But the Spurs very well could not have even made that finals. 
But the Lakers, the Lakers were an all-time great team, and one man beat them, 48 points. The rest of his team scored 59. Show me a game that Kevin Durant had that is equivalent to that, and don't say game seven of the Eastern Conference semifinals against the Bucs, it ain't the same because he still had James Harden. James Harden still had 20 points, and he still was out there contributing to the team. He wasn't scoring like that. He was injured, but he still was out there contributing. Allen Iverson didn't have that. So I need y'all to put some respect on Allen Iverson's name. But we're going to go on and move on. Luka versus Trey is going down tonight. Shout out to Luka, Dondage, and Trey Young. <laughs> and like I said, this is going to be on TNT. Starts at 7.30. So I'm going to actually be able to watch this game. Because if you just use regular league pass, you wouldn't be able to watch this game if it was just on Bally Sports. And then Bally Sports is tripping, y'all. I'm not going to talk about that right now, but Bally Sports is tripping. I am not about to buy a whole other app just to watch the Hawks play. Because I don't care about those other teams. And on top of that, I can watch the other teams on Bally Sports on NBA League Pass. So unless y'all pull those games from NBA League Pass, why would I buy the Bally Sports app just to watch the Hawks. Dog, come to some agreement with the 76ers, all right? Come to some agreement with the league. Fix the blackout restrictions. At the very least, if you don't want to show that game live because you want Bally Sports to get ratings and ad money, that is fine. But at the very least, don't make us wait three days to watch the game that we want to see. That's so stupid. At the very least, just have the replay ready Right after the game, you're not going to hurt Bally Sports because the people are watching it live locally in this region, in the Georgia region, because we were in Alabama. We were in Talladega, Alabama. Um, I went to Talladega College, and my brother and I watched the Hawks versus the Warriors on Bally Sports because of the fact that there's no team in Alabama. We were able to get that because it's a regional network. It's an RSO. It was an RSN. So I just think that the Bally Sports situation is crazy, but thank you to the NBA for a lot for allowing us to see this amazing game. It is gonna be dope. Listen, Luca and Trey Young are gonna be a future finals matchup. Don't play with me. Don't play with me. Luca and Trey Young are gonna be a finals matchup in the future. I don't know what team Luca will be on, but I believe that Trey Young will lead this Hawks team to an NBA finals. I know the folks in Georgia, if they hear me say this, they're gonna go crazy. But Trey Young is that guy. Trey Young is going to be a perennial MVP contender. I think in the next few years he wins one. I think that with the success of that team, they're going to be able to attract some really good free agents. And I believe that they have like a Warriors East type situation. They have some Warriors executives that work with the Hawks. So I think they're going to develop their players. They're going to draft well. And the Hawks are going to be a dangerous threat, man. Especially as Kevin Durant, James Harden, they get older. We'll see what happens with Joel Embiid with the 76ers. I think that the Hawks have the best upside in the East outside the Bucs because Giannis is staying with that team. I think the Bucs get better. And if Giannis stays and, and continues to put up you know, points and he makes it to the finals again, I, and if he wins the finals especially, I think that Giannis can probably get a pretty good superstar player to team with him with the Bucs. I don't think Giannis is going to be like, hey, listen, listen, Zach Levine. <laughs> Man, listen, you know, Devin Booker. I don't I don't want y'all to join my team. I don't want I don't want y'all to make my team better. I can win all by myself. Because this how adding another great player is not going to make you a super team. It's going to make you a well-rounded team similar to Akeem Olajuwon and Clyde Drexler. So, just saying, but I believe the Hawks are going to be a dangerous contender. 
The Mavericks, I think that if Chris Stapp Porzingis plays up his potential and we'll see what Jason Kidd does with Chris Stapps, I believe that they can make it to the second round. I don't think they make it to the, to the Western Conference Finals. I think the Nets would have something to say. I think the Mavericks are probably going to finish at the fourth seed. I think we get an all-time great matchup between LeBron and Luka because we, we always want these matchups of the next generation. We wanted Kobe and LeBron. Back in the day, they had Magic and Michael Jordan, even though it wasn't Magic and the Lakers at their peak and then Michael Jordan and, and the Bulls at their peak. We didn't get that matchup, but Luka versus LeBron and LeBron has a super team. We might see that this year because I think the Lakers can get the one or two seed. I think that the Mavericks get as high as the three seed, but you can't count out the Nuggets. You cannot count out the Jazz. The Jazz and the Heat are the deepest teams in the NBA. So I think Luka and the Mavericks are going to make some noise, but he has to have someone that steps up. Or the general managers, the new managers with the Mavericks, they have to make some moves to get Luka some help. Because y'all don't want Luka to bolt. And Luka's trying his best. He is an all-time. He's going to be an all-time great player. When they do the NBA top 100 list, Luka will be on there. So any, I need to get that man some help. But tonight, tonight, the Hawks didn't win any game against the Mavericks last year. They played twice. One of those games, Trey Young didn't play. That was on February the 3rd. But John Collins led Atlanta with 35 points. Luka had 27 points, 8 rebounds, 14 assists, filled up the stat sheet like he normally does. But on February the 10th, they had a really close matchup. It was nationally televised on ESPN. Trey Young notched 25 points, 15 assists, and 7 rebounds. And Trey Young had help from John Collins and Kevin Herter. John Collins had 25 points. Kevin Herter, 23 points. But Luka and his crew were able to notch a win. He had a triple-double, 28 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. I think that we're going to see one man versus a team. Trey Young has a squad rolling with him. And I think John Collins, after that dunk on Embiid in the Eastern Conference final, in the Eastern Conference semifinals, and then he dunked on somebody in the preseason, I'm like, bro, John Collins, don't hurt your leg. Don't break your ankle. Don't, get, don't give yourself a stress fracture trying to, trying to make a poster in the preseason. I think John Collins is going to be an all-star this year. It's going to be Trey Young and John Collins. They're going to be all-stars. I think that them making it all the way to the Eastern Conference finals, then taking two games off the Bucks. I think that people are going to be paying a lot of attention to them, and I'm not checked the schedule, but I know that the Hawks are going to have more national games because Trey Young is a draw, and he's playing the Knicks on my birthday, Christmas. He's playing the Knicks, so that's going to be lit, especially if the Knicks get that same intensity that they did on yesterday, and also the celebrities and the crowd comes, and we know they're going to boo Trey Young. like He's LeBron returning to the Cavaliers. I hope there's not a fight. The Malice in Madison Square Garden. Y'all better not spit on my boy again. Y'all better not do that. All right? He let y'all live that one time. But don't let Trey Young get raw now. We ain't doing that. All right? But I think that tonight is going to be a game of the year candidate. I think that Trey and Luka are going to have a really close game. The two games they played last year with basically the same teams, it was close. It was a six-point win on February the 3rd, a 118-117 win for the Mavericks on February the 10th. So I think that the Hawks win by two. I'm going to go 122-120. I think Trey Young gets north of 35 points. He might get a little bit under that, but I think he gets between 20 and 30 points. He might go for 35-40. I think that John Collins is going to give you a good 
I think that Kevin Hurd's going to give you a good 16 with a few three-pointers. And I think that Boban and, you know, DeAndre Hunter, they're going to show up. They're going to have DeAndre Hunter probably on Luka for a good significant portion of the game. But the only thing is that I don't know because who's Trey Young going to guard. But I think that they're going to try their best to switch Trey off of Luka if Luka starts cooking him because Trey Young is not that great of a defender. But Luka's going to cook. Like, Luka's going to maybe go for 40 as well. I think Trey and Luka both go for 40, and they win 122. The Hawks win 122 to 120, but Luka's not going to go down fighting. And Luka's going to start his MVP case off on the right note. But Trey is going to show the world once again that he's here. And it might come down to a last-second shot, and that boy Ice Trey might shiver on him. Just saying. But we're going to see. That is our game of the night. And my brother, William Barnes, and I are going to be commentating that game on ColorCast. We're going to get it together, all right? We're going to be commentating that game on ColorCast, so make sure to stay tuned to that. But outside of that, that is it for me. We want to come in real quick and just talk about some basketball. I'm loving this season. It's starting off so lit. Hopefully, League Pass works tonight because another game I'm watching is going to be the Miami Heat versus the Milwaukee Bucks, P.J. Tucker versus his former team. And I will stand by this. I believe that the Bucks losing P.J. Tucker was a mistake. And we're going to see it tonight. I think the Heat beat the Bucks. Going to be another close game. I think that they're going to put P.J. Tucker on Giannis. I think P.J. Tucker's going to body him up a bit. They're going to build a wall. Giannis is going to have to shoot over that wall. And I think Giannis won't be as effective. I think Bam's going to affect him as well. Bam's going to guard him too. But I think they're going to put P.J. Tucker directly on Giannis. And we're going to see the reason why. The Heat are going to be a problem. They're going to be super deep. They might make it up in that top four with the Knicks. But also, we're going to see if Giannis' shooting form is really going to hold up. And I want to see if Drew Holiday is going to play. And also, the Warriors and the Clippers are playing tonight on TNT. The Warriors are going to destroy the Clippers. They were able to notch a win against the Lakers. And the Lakers, outside of a couple of outliers such as Russell Westbrook, they played pretty well. I think that the Warriors are going to go stupid. Steph might drop 50. <laughs> like, they're not going to be able to slow down Steph. And I don't believe that Paul George can do it by himself. And that Clippers team is not as deep and is not as skilled as it was before. Because they traded away all their main pieces from the original team with Patrick Beverly, with Lou Williams, with Montrezl Harold. They should have kept them, but instead they tried to build a super team low-key. They tried to get a, like a little super team type of squad. They tried to get you know some players to go against the Lakers. Y'all are built to beat the Lakers, but y'all are not built to beat the Warriors and any other team in the league. I think the Clippers go out in the first round if Kawhi Leonard doesn't come back. Now, if Kawhi was in the game, it would be a different vibe. But I believe that the Warriors are going to demolish them. It's going to be a blowout. Sorry. Y'all get a chance. Y'all get a chance to maybe watch the replay of the Bucks in the Heat. Because that's going to be a close one. But nevertheless, thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure to join us on ColorCast tonight for the Hawks versus the Mavericks. And follow us at Post Radio 100 on TikTok, on Twitter, on Instagram, and just Post Radio on YouTube. But outside of that, I will see you on the other side. And if you're tuning in, I will see you tonight. You're listening to Pulse Radio.